Welcome to Canto 11, Chapter 2, Chapter 22, which we're finishing up at the Srimad Bhagavatam class here. Um, we've gotten to the almost to the end of Chapter 22, where Krishna has been describing, first of all, the elements of material creation, and then that's gone into a discussion about uh, those people who get baffled by uh, the process of dhyana and simply spend their time arguing with each other without any productive effect. And then it talks about those people who become attached to sense gratification or karma and how they undergo uh, miseries of material existence and has been discussing here the uh, the, the uh, disadvantages of sense gratification, and then in texts 58 and 59, uh, there's a list of uh, the other side of things, uh, of the kind of uh, things you have to not sense gratification, but being uh, disturbed or distressed by other people. And that was in uh, 58 and uh, uh, 59. There was a list, list I, I counted them, of uh, 19 different bad things bad people can do to you. Asad, asad, bad people being insulted, neglected, ridiculed, envied, chastised, meaning physically beaten, uh, tied up deprived of your means of livelihood, spat on or urinated on. Uh, those are the things <laughs> that can happen to you. And how it is hard to endure those uh, things, but one should, if you desire the, the highest goal in life, Shreya Kama. Shreya means the ultimate good. Uh, you have to learn how to tolerate these difficulties. To keep yourself aloof from sense gratification and also tolerate these kind of things, because just as desire is binding, so is hate, and you become what you hate. Uh, so now, uh, Uddhava has Uddhava asked in, in text number sixty. This is the last two verses, and sixty is just has uh, one line. Uh, so that Uddhava speaks, first we'll say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Sri Uddhava Uvacha, Yataivam Anubudhyayam Varano Vadatambara. That's text, just one line or two padas metrical feet. Uh, Sri Uddhava said, O oh, best of all speakers, please explain to me how I may properly understand this. Uh, there's no purport to this in the BBT. Uh, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says, please tell me how I can attain discrimination to tolerate those situations. So this meaning of, is translated here as understand, anubhud. Uh, one root meaning of Anubhud is wake up. So it's, it's 
to to learn by information, to comprehend how I. Uh, so uh, the idea is that how I can attain the discrimination uh, to remain tolerant. If, uh, uh, that's what he wants to. Uh, that's what he wants to know. And then in '61. But anyway, that's the understanding. How may I? How may I properly understand? Really, how can I attain discrimination to do what you said? This is what you need to do now. You need to, to know how to tolerate these things. And so, Udava, then he explains. Uh, the next three lines is text 61. Saham imam manya atmanya sat atikramam vidusham api vishvatman pakatir hi baliyasi viteta dharma niratan shantam ste charanalayam. This is uh, translated. Uh, o, o soul of the universe, please hear to read here. O soul of the universe, the conditioning of one's personality in material life is very strong, and therefore it is very difficult even for learned men to tolerate the offenses committed against them by ignorant people. Only your devotees who are fixed in your loving service and who have achieved peace by residing at your lotus feet are able to tolerate such offenses. Um, uh, so, uh, so the the word here is su dusham. Dusham tolerate. So su very. To do is like very good, very bad. <laughs> uh, uh, I consider this manye, uh, uh, the uh, attacks, the atikraman, uh, on, on, on yourself, on oneself, atma, asa. So the, this, the, the, these ignorant people are called asa, asa people. Uh, Vidusham api, even for those who are learned, even if you're a vidusha, a learned person, you already understand. I mean, spiritually learned, uh, uh, not just you know having a PhD or something in some mundane subject, but actually you're a vidusha, wise, a wise person. Uh, the word is used uh, in a very strong way, where the source of uh, Shastra, according to um, Jiva Goswami, is Vaidusha Pratyaksha, uh, the direct experience of wise people, Vidusha, Vaidusha Pratyaksha, their direct experience of those kind of people. So, you know, this is a, the, the Vidusha is a powerful word. Uh, so even for those who are learned, and then he addresses him, Vishvatma, uh, soul of the universe. Uh, and then, Prakriti hi baliyasi. Uh, 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 
prakriti, here, here they translate it as um, um, uh, one's conditioned personality, meaning prakriti, meaning your nature, your, your own nature. Uh, uh, um, is uh, very strong. You recognize Bala, the, the root Bala, strong, Balaram, uh, one of strength. And this is the Balias, comes from the comparative mode. Mighty, really strong, very strong, very powerful. Yeah, really strong. It's, it's, it's emphatic because it's in a comparative. Uh, 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 so, um, so they the way they rendered here is even for a learned man very difficult because the conditioning of one's personality in material life. That's how they translate this, this prakriti he baliasa, except for ritte put dharma niratan. Those those people who are fixed in your dharma, which is translated here as your devotional service. Uh, and those people, uh, they are satan, they are peaceful, and uh, because they are charana alayan, they reside at your lotus feet. They have taken shelter of your lotus feet. They have cha- attained, changed peace by residing at your lotus feet, so they can uh, tolerate that. Uh, uh, here's what the uh, uh, BBT purport is. Unless one becomes advanced in the process of hearing and chanting the glories of the Supreme Lord, theoretical learning cannot make, make one actually saintly. That's the idea. This idea of idusha, vidusha, this doesn't mean just book knowledge. It's realized knowledge, experience knowledge. One's conditioned personality, the result of long material association, is very difficult to overcome. Therefore, they say, we should humbly take shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. This verse is saying, Charana Alaya, uh, who has so wonderfully explained to Sri Uddhava the real meaning of knowledge. So notice how this purport nicely gets back to the whole thing about the whole thing, uh, the whole point is people trying to understand the nature of the material creation even though it's turned turned back into um, uh, uh, the path of being in the material world, we come back around to this idea of having real knowledge, not just theoretical knowledge, by which we understand our position in the material world, that we're spirit souls, we're part and parcel of Krishna. So really, we go back to to the beginning of the the kind of uh, idea of the chapter. Um, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur translates this a little differently based on, um, Bhagavan Swami translates this a little differently based on the, the uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentary. He says, O soul of the universe, 
It is very difficult for a person to tolerate the offenses committed against him by ignorant people. So this is a, and so forth. We call the same thing. Even a person who knows the method of toleration has strong intolerance in his nation. So they're, 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 they're those who are wise, even the wise, so they, he fills it in. Those wise means you know the method, even it's still hard. It's still, it's still hard to do this. That only your devotees who are fixed in your qualities and who have achieved peace by residing at your lotus feet are, uh, uh, are devoid of this intolerance. Another way, tvad dharma, dharma meaning your nature, tvad dharma niratam, either your devotional service or another way of reading dharma, fixed in your, your uh, qualities. So therefore, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur said in this purport, even learned persons, Vidusham, who know the method of tolerating offenses by others, have a strong nature of intolerance, Prakriti, Baliasi, even though it's really hard. Only your devotees, so you have to be more than conventionally wise, who have attained qualities like you, that's that's what dharma and thus do not show intolerance or anger and are peaceful because of residing at your lotus feet are devoid of intolerance that's how how he uh, understands it so both of these uh, meanings are there Uh, so that's the end of the chapter and then Uh, we will now proceed to the uh, Canto 11, Chapter 22, uh, 23, excuse me, I'm sorry, we're now going on. Uh, we sent out to some of you the uh, outline of this uh, chapter, kind of a topics, uh, a, ta- a table of contents, uh, so to speak. Uh, this chapter is called The Song of the Avanti Brahmana. Uh, this is called Bhikshu Gita. Uh, it was mentioned in the summary in there. Bhikshu means beggar or a sannyasi who lives by begging. So Bhikshu Gita is another name for this. Um, there's an Ayla Gita and the Song of the Bee and all uh, these different Gitas. So here's the Bhikshu Gita. So what, when, when Krishna responds to Uddhava's request, he then says, I'm now going to tell you a most pious story uh, to, to, talk, uh, to, to answer this. And he tells the story uh, beginning with text 6 and going all the way up to 57, the, the bulk of the, of the, uh, the chapter, of the, this Brahmana from uh, Avanti. Uh, and in that story, uh, he, we find first uh, there's a bunch of verses up to text thir- from 6 to 13 about this Brahmana's wretched life as a miserly householder. 
And he was made everybody else's, his life is miserable, and he made everybody else's life miserable. And then he, he, he woke up to this uh, fact, and then uh, 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 14 to 30 describes his remorse and his feelings of renunciation, his understanding what he's done and how horrible he's been. And then there's another 10 verses, 31 to 41, where he's now become a wandering mendicant. He's given up material life and his miserliness and all this other stuff. But even though he's a wandering mendicant, now he gets abused all the time by wicked people. And so there's a story about what he has to undergo and his reaction to it. That's the main thing. And that reaction to it is now the Bhikshu Gita from 42 to 57, the, the, the song of the Avanti Brahmana. And then uh, 58 to 61, there's a conclusion and blessings given by Lord Sri Krishna. So that's, that's the overview of this, um, of this uh, chapter. So we'll start. Um, so Krishna begins to respond to Uddhava's request in 11.22.60. That's where he asked him. Uh, number 60, we just had it. Huh? Uh, please explain to me how I may properly realize, gain this realized knowledge. So it says, Sri Bhadarayanaya Uvacha, Bhadarayanai, Badarayanai is a name of Shukadeva Goswami because Badarayana is his father, Vyasadeva. Uh, Badara is a jujube tree. Uh, and uh, I know that we, in America we eat this little candy called jujubees, but the original jujube is a kind of a tree with a very tasty fruit and it grows in various places and up in the higher regions of the mountainous ranges in Nepal. That's where Vyasadeva has his ashram. So he's named has a name after his place of dwelling. He's called Bhadarayana. And so Bhadarayana, that is his son, Sukadeva Goswami. That's who's speaking. Bhadarayana Uvacha. So Avam, Different meters. Evam asam sita udhena bhagavata mukhira dasharha mukhya dasharha mukhya sabhajayan vritya vacho mukundas tam abhavashi shavaniya yiriyaha. The translation here. Uh, Shukadev Goswami said. So remember, we're back at Maharaj Prikshin, <laughs> passing to death, hearing from uh, uh, Shukadev Goswami. Uh, uh, Shukadev Goswami said, Lord Mukunda, the chief of the Dasharas, being uh, uh, 
Krishna Lord Mukunda, the chief of the Dasharas, having thus been respectfully requested by the best of his devotee, Sri Uddhava, first acknowledged the fitness of his servant's statements. Then the Lord, whose glorious exploits are most worthy of being heard, began to reply to him. Uh, now, uh, this verse uh, actually in Sanskrit is very interesting. Sa'evam asamshita udava thus he who was thus respectfully requested by uh, Uddhava, uh, who is Bhagavata Mukya, is by Uddhava, so it's in the uh, Uddhavena, by Uddhava, Bhagavat Mukyena, the Mukya chief or best, the best of the Bhagavatas. And then he who was requested is Vishara Mukya, the best of the Vasharhas. That's Krishna. So you, what you miss in the translation is this nice juxtaposition of the, the best of the devotees of Krishna, who is the best of the Dasharas. The Dashara stands in for... Uh, uh, Dashara is actually, if you find it in the Bhagavatam, uh, as a name of Krishna, like in the 10th canto, and also of Balaram, uh, Dashara, with a long A, uh, means uh, someone in the, the dynasty or the lineage of uh, Dasharaka, or uh, Dashara. Uh, you, you find these uh, things, um, especially if, if you look at uh, a lot of the seventh, the ninth canto, with all these genealogies, uh, you see things like, uh, uh, well, here uh, from uh, 92463, uh, uh, assisted by uh, descendants of Bhoja, Vishni, Andaka, Madhu, Shurasena, Dashara, Kuru, Shinjaya, and Pandu, Lord Krishna performed various activities. So there's a lineage going uh, way back uh, to the, uh, if I remember this correctly, I wrote it down, the sons of Yayati. Uh, they're, they're these outstanding figures from which, in, in this lineage, which is all these genealogies are there, we have Madhu and then Vishni, and uh, uh, Yadu uh, as major people, they have the names of the dynasty. The word dynasty, the Sanskrit word for dynasty is Kula. Uh, um, and uh, 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 Kula, the meaning of Kula is a group, <laughs> basically. So, uh, Guru Kula means a herd of cows. Uh, there's Alikula, a swarm of bees. There's a kula. It's just, just a group. And then it's also a, a, a family. 
and then an extended family, and then it becomes a dynasty, and therefore a house, Guru Kula, can be the house of the Guru because that's where the the, the Kula live. like you know the House of Windsor, for example, uh, the royal family in in England is called the House of Windsor. They're not referring to their house; they're referring to that lineage of royalty, the House of Windsor. Uh, so we use the word that way. So this word kula uh, has th- those sorts of meanings. Um, uh, so, so this is this is his uh, his his dynasty, this kula. Uh, and these dynasties they branch out, so you can belong to many, or there can be many parts of it. You know, it's not neat and tidy all, all the time like that. And also, kula then means a house where people live, or even property. So, Guru Kula, I mean, a Gokula can also mean the place of the cows, as Prabhupada translates. But also, can just mean a herd of cows. Um, just a little history of that word. Uh, there's uh, these, the, the dynasty of uh, uh, Dashara. D- Dashara with a long A, Dashara. Excuse me, I'm saying it wrong. It's Dashara. So with a long A, it's, it, it, it means belonging to its, its patronymic form, son of or descendant of uh, Tashara with a short A, for short for day. So he's the best of this dynasty. Uh, the chief, both of them are chiefs. And the chief of the Bhagavatas is... Anyway, that's really nice. Bhagavata Mukena Dasharha Mukya. Uh, who asked this. Uh, so then it says, Sabajayan Bricha Vachaha, praising uh, the words of his Bricha, his servant uh, or disciple. And they translate here directly as uh, servant. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, uh, Mukunda. That's why they use this word. It shows up here at the towards in the last line. Mukundas um, Ababa she began to speak to him. Shravaniya Iriha. That's another word. Another name of Krishna. Shravaniya Iriha. Uh, 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 Virya, how, how do they translate it here? They, um, uh, uh, whose glorious exports are most worthy of being heard. Virya, and then in the word for word, uh, whose omnipotency in the in the in the in the running translation whose glorious exports the word virya uh, is manliness masculine power uh, strength or to give an English cognate of the same Sanskrit root virility right uh, there there's a Latin vir meaning it comes with the same thing. 
which, by the way, gets into the English language, Old English as where, uh, where you get werewolf, man, wolf. <laughs> so we are, we are, uh, so uh, uh, Shravani of Yurya, uh, who whose valor, strength, manliness, power, virility, all these things, Shravaniya is uh, worthy to be heard. So that's just the name of Krishna. You could have a Shravaniya Virya Das or Dasi if you wanted uh, for that name. So these names are there. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, the, let's see what... Uh, There's, uh, uh, yeah, there's no, no, no purport here in the BDK, and uh, Vishnan Chakravarti just uh, summarizes the 23rd chapter in the form of a song describes how one's money is stolen by wicked people, one is scolded, one's sorrow is removed by proper discrimination. Uh, nice, anyways, not, not, actually nice verses just to introduce the story here. It reminds you that you're listening to a very elevated conversation between the, the best of the Dasharhas and the best of the Bhagavatam. Um, uh, he just tells him, praises him, congratulates him, uh, for his uh, praises him actually for his uh, question. So text two, uh, the Lord begins his reply. Sri Bhagavanuvacha, Marhaspatya, Sanaskyatra, Saturvai, Durjanera Ritai, Durakaya, Dinam Atmanam. Lord Sri Krishna said, O disciple of Brihaspati, Marhaspatya. That's a, again a, a patronymic of son or disciple or servant or whatever. Brihaspati is Marhaspatya. He mentions his, you'll see there's some significance to having mentioned that. At least in Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur's opinion. O disciple of Brihaspati, there is virtually no saintly man in this world capable of resettling his own mind after it has been disturbed by the insulting words of uncivilized men. Uh, uh, so he says here, Na uh, asti atra, atra is the word atra means here. So many times it's here in the world. Here. There's no one here, no sadhu, uh, uh, who, and here the bad men are durjana, which literally means bad men, uncivilized men. Uh, um, 
uh, there, uh, no, no such person who uh, who's capable of uh, uh, composing samadatu. Ishwara, Ishwara means the Lord, but it means who has the power or the, to compose his mind when it has been disturbed by uh, the word, uh, insulting words used by Durjana. You kind of read backwards here in the uh, uh, Sanskrit. You notice the translation here says, O disciple of Brihaspati, there is virtually no saintly man in this world capable of resettling his own mind after it has been disturbed by the insulting words of uncivilized men. Uh, here, you notice in the Sanskrit, the word virtually does not appear. It just says there's no one. So sometimes when you say there's nobody, you mean there's almost nobody. So they've taken it that way, and probably some commentators have. But uh, uh, Swami, following Vishnu Chakravarti, he says, says it this way. Uh, 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 Krishna says, O disciple of Brihaspati, there is no saintly man in this world capable of resettling his own mind after it has been disturbed by the insulting words of uncivilized men. He just bows says, there isn't anyone. So why does he do it like this? Because Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, seems to perceive an inadequacy even in the Bhagavata Mukya because he says, his understanding of this verse is, O disciple of Brihaspati, I respect your conclusive words. That was in the previous verse too. But the spiritual path is not known even to your guru, Brihaspati. You should learn from me alone. <laughs> so that's why he takes the, 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 the subtle effect of this is that he's, he's taking a kind of uh, very tactful way of saying that you, nobody, you haven't even learned it even though you're, your, this, uh, your spiritual master, Brihaspati, who is the guru among the gods, uh, not even he could, uh, could tell you how to do it. I just want to point out that nuance <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's here. Uh, because it, it does, it just categorically he says there isn't anyone. But as I said, you could have, you know, there, sometimes we say that. Uh, there's nobody who can do that, meaning there's only one guy or something, you know, the way of speaking. So now uh, we go on. puman banais chubaramagai yata tudanti maramashta yasatam Parusheshavaha. Uh, uh, sharp arrows which pierce one's chest and reach the heart do not cause as much suffering as the arrows of harsh, insulting, insulting words that become lodged within the heart and spoken by uncivilized men. Uh, or... or Anuswami calls them materialists. 
there is no such pain, tapyate, tapa, austerity, but also pain, suffering, burning. When a person, a puman, is pierced by arrows, that marmagai, that reach the marma. Now, the word marma is translated here as heart. Uh, the general meaning of marma is a mortal spot. You may have a chart in martial arts where it shows if a person is hit here or here or here, they'll die. This is the marma. It's like the vulnerable spots in the body that, that to be, be targeted. So chief of the marma is the heart. Uh, but there's others. But anyway, these are the marma. Uh, in this last Vishashastika prayers, this word shows up. Marma hatam korotu Mama hatam, kill me in the marma, uh, Radharani says. Even if he does this, he's still my Lord. He may do that. Trample me, ignore me. Do that to me. Really, you know, pierce me to the heart. You could say it that way. But that's what it means, the marma, or the core of anything, uh, um, is a marma. Uh, so here, uh, they... they Mama guy goes to the heart, the arrow. Uh, these do not cause as much suffering as the uh, harsh words. Parusha, parusha, uh, harsh meaning words. Uh, Ishavaha, the arrows of evil people. Which no, no, they don't just go to the heart, but mamashta, they stay in the heart. They don't just reach it, but they come here. They say lodged within the heart. So when you get hit in the heart by an arrow, that hurts enough. It's painful enough, right? But even worse than that is the insulting words that become lodged within the heart and spoken by uncivilized men. You may notice, if you are the subject to that kind of stuff, you can't, you can't stop thinking about it. Even you try to forget it, to let it go by, not bad at it, but then you remember it, and you remember it, and then, you know, you, you and of course, people who are not um, uh, trained, they don't even try to ignore it. They, 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 nourish the pain and the suffering and become angrier and angrier and then embark on some kind of revenge, which is the simplest plot for a story or a movie is getting even. You know, finding out somebody does something and you trace down all their... Maybe they did it to previous generations and you trace down all the members of the family and kill them off one after another just just because of that pain in the heart, 
it's a, it's a, a normal plot in the material world that these revenge stories. Uh, and we always liked them because we've got there's a lot of we got a list maybe many of us of all the insulting and horrible things that have been said and that are lodged in the heart, but that hatred that 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 anger uh, from these words the pain it causes you uh, or us is as binding as pleasure and even more binding as pleasure because people go on living just to do this. They live for getting back at people. or and Sometimes it's just an imagined insult to it, by the way. But they've taken offense by something, and it's binding. So, uh, and it, so it's very good that we have this instruction because, okay, you can maybe become free from sense gratification and then something like somebody insults you undeservedly uh, or neglects you in some way, and, and so then you, you know, you brood over it. Sometimes people get hurt; they they keep pressing on it. They, <laughs> yeah, they massage the wound, you know, and so on. So uh, this is why we're here. We'll do one more verse. Uh, text four. Katayanti uh, mahat. Punyam itihasa mihodava tamaham varna yishyami nibodhasu samahitaha. My dear Uddhava, in this regard, a most pious story is told, and I shall now describe it to you. Please listen with care, careful attention. Su samahita, with careful attention. Vaitel uh, katayanti means is uh, yeah, plural. Vaitel mahatpunyam uh, itihasam itihasa uh, literally breaks down to thus this happened. Uh, it's a, so here it's usually a name for a story. You know the 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 uh, Mahabharata and the Ramayana are classified as itihasa histories. Uh, and this is a punya uh, uh, story. Uh, and punya is here translated as pious. Um, uh, but the kind of sense of pious is maybe not the same as just limited to the pious means, yeah, it's uh, you get pious credit for it or something, but it's purifying. The, the sense of punya in Sanskrit has some uh, purifying. It, it makes you pure to hear it. It's holy, it's sacred, but it's also purified. Punya, shravana, kirtana are purifying to hear and to chant. So this is a mahat punya itihasam, a greatly purifying uh, story. So in other words, that's important to realize this sense of the word because that's why we're going to hear it, to become purified. That's why Krishna is going to tell it to Uddhava. That's why it's in Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, so I'm going to... So now he says, so then I'll... Varnayashyami, I'll narrate this story to you. And you listen with uh, careful uh, attention. Uh, the... Uh, 
purport here. Uh, uh, yeah, the BBT just says, the Lord now will relate to Uddhava a historical account which teaches how to tolerate the insults of others. Just to simply say that. Um, Oh, yeah, so Vishnu Chakravarti, when Bhana Swami translates this, he uses the word purifying story, which I say is part of the senses of punya. And uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's comment here is, though we see that harsh words affect everyone, please hear a story which will render harsh words useless. Oh, that's that's nice. We want, so this is what it will do for us. That's why he uses this word purifying. Because this story, if we hear this pro- proper attention, we will recover <laughs> and become somewhat, uh, become immune to the, this kind, one of these uh, things we undergo in the material world. Because here's the story of a guy who really got it bad. And how did he take it and how did he deal with it this is instructive uh, for us. Uh, I, so I guess we should stop there now hmm? before we run out of time. Uh, so I'll make I'll mark my uh, text here so that we'll resume next week. Text number five. And uh, so now. You can see if there are any. Actually, I slide down on my chair as I talk. Any uh, any questions or comments? You can uh, text in uh, in the chat form if you're on my Apple TV or if you're on the phone. You can press star six and relate a question. Yet, but I'll, um, I'll jump in and make a little comment. Um, I've also heard or have experienced with, uh, you know, when the arrows go into the heart, it's, it's, we kind of want to keep them there, not only in the sense of wanting to get revenge, or maybe not even with the sense of wanting to get revenge, but it can also be as a way of justifying our own lack of moving forward in life or success in life, whatever it be materially or spiritually, mm-hmm. because, you know, all these things have happened to us, so therefore, mm-hmm. you know, we're not ever going to make progress. Yeah, that's true. That thing happened to me, and therefore I can't become Krishna conscious. We use it as an excuse. So sometimes our, our, as, you know, our anger can be quite justified, and we have been insulted. This is not fair what happens. It's not right what happens. Uh, I have been done wrong. Even so, even so, it's bondage. And even if you can go to court, you can file a lawsuit, you can collect damages, you can do all these things. Although people find, by the way, after they get the damages and everything, they still don't feel relieved. 
it doesn't get them what they want, you know. They get a little mental satisfaction, but still uh, it, it goes on and on and on. So that's, uh, let's say called the bad word, slander. Right? It's slander, you've been slandered, especially the Internet, all over the Internet. It's, the lie is spread and, uh, and so on. It causing bondage. Um, another way to say it is it it becomes another sense of our identity, mm-hmm. right? So it becomes, you know, this is who I am, and who are you? To, who are you to take this story away from me? Because this, this story is my identity. Mm-hmm. So now, so to speak, you know, yeah, it becomes part of my essence. Yeah, it does happen. And they form clubs, right? <laughs> and you find other people. The same, same with the same affliction, and, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. Okay. So, Will, thank you very much for your kind attention, and uh, I hope you will. Be benefited uh, like uh, I am being benefited by this uh, most pious story, which will actually help us become free from uh, this uh, bondage caused by this uh, these harsh words. Uh, and so this just again. Though we see that harsh words affect everyone granted. Please hear a story which will render harsh words useless. They will not be able to harm us. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.